Hi, everybody. This is Jeffrey Short from Market Scale Food and Bev. Today, we are joined by Dr. Chad Hart, an associate professor at the Iowa State University Department of Economics. And we're here today to talk about America's farmland and farmers who are experiencing some terrible weather, and it's really having an impact on their businesses. They've been in the news a lot for a couple different reasons over the last few months. And we're here with Dr. Hart to break it down. Chad, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Jeffrey? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. Um, it's very tumultuous, I suppose, uh, out in America's heartland right now. Can you kind of summarize the toll that this weather has taken on uh, crop output and really the bottom line for these farmers? Well, what farmers have really been wrestling with is, is sort of a tale of, of two different things going on. We've got the flooding and wet and cool conditions that have sort of dominated the upper Midwest. While at the same time, we've had some fairly dry conditions and hot conditions as you look at the southeast. They both lead to crop delays and development, and therefore the, the expectation is that we'll see reduced crop production as we look forward to this summer and fall. Great. And, you know, farmers have never been able to control the weather, of course, but this seems to be a record-breaking season as far as bad weather. So what are historically some of the safeguards too bad weather. Is there any protection or anything that they can do to sort of uh, mitigate any damage or is it really just out of their hands? Well, a lot of it is out of their hands, but they do have some things they can do. For example, when you think about some of our fruit and vegetable production, you know, some of that can be handled indoors to help mitigate some of the weather pressures there. When you're looking at some of our big row crops, like I deal with here in Iowa, corn and soybeans, the way they've compensated to work around the weather, if you will, is typically with larger machinery so that when they get those short windows of opportunity, they can move very quickly to cover a lot of ground. So there's, you know, a few things that farmers can do, but for the most part, no, they are still at the, let's call it the beck and call of what Mother Nature allows them to do in terms of planting and caring for the crops that they want to grow. And if I understand correctly, we're sort of in the middle of what would be uh, the planting season, correct? And so I'm wondering if this weather does continue or maybe it's even done enough damage where it's too late. Are we sort of missing a window here to get a full crop uh, output? It depends on the crop. So when you're looking at a crop like corn, for example, we're at the very end of the window. And so, if you will, a lot of the damage is already done when you're looking at a crop like soybeans where sort of in the middle of the window. There's still an opportunity over the next two, three weeks for farmers to get in the fields, but they would like to have been in a little earlier. And for other crops, you're just now starting to get in there. And so when you look, for example, at our Kansas producers that typically do a winter wheat followed by another crop, they would be looking to plant in July. So they've still got a long period of time for them. So it really depends upon what crop you're looking at as to, if you will, how much damage has already been done. And you brought up corn and soybean. Those were two different crops that I actually made note of. We've been reading a lot about those two crops in particular. Can you explain why those have been so hard hit? Is it just because, like you said, we've uh, sort of passed that window? Or uh, I know obviously China is a big consumer of soybean, correct? But um, why are those two crops um, in the news so much, I suppose? Well, first and foremost, when you look across our agricultural landscape, those are the two largest crops in terms of total area when you look at the U.S. that, you know, is devoted to those crops. We're talking about roughly 90 million acres each. 
And so you're covering a lot of territory here in the U.S. We have a lot of producers that produce those crops. And when we look at the weather conditions that we've had, a lot of especially the wet and cool conditions here have concentrated in the areas, in the states, that tend to work in corn and soybean production. And so what we've seen so far this year has been not only some of the flooding that I know a lot of folks have seen, within the news, but it's just generally wet conditions that have kept farmers from getting out in the fields, even when they're miles away from a flooding stream or river. Okay. Can you talk also about the sort of economic fallout from this? So when you're not able to produce enough corn or soybean, what are the, you know, where is this felt, I suppose? So I understand that a lot of the corn and soybean is used in feed. Is that correct? And I'm wondering, um, is this something that's being felt now or will this not really be felt um, until next season where people are having to make up for lost ground? It's going to be felt sort of both here now, but more importantly, as we look forward here, the idea is that we've seen an immediate price reaction um, due to the delayed plantings and the concern about how much is being lost right now. And so there is an immediate hit. But at the same time, too, most of the loss of production won't be realized until late this summer or this fall. So we will continue to feel the impacts from the weather events this spring as we go out over the next year. And even with those crops that are used in feed, will consumers, your everyday consumer that's going to a grocery store or restaurant, will they really feel the impact or are we not quite there yet? We're not quite there yet, especially with corn and soybeans. But one of the areas that I am going to be watching here is in some of our smaller crops, we call them specialty crops. But I want you to think of your fruit and vegetables, your fresh produce when you go to the grocery store. We will likely have some impacts there. For example, one of the markets that I'm watching right now is the cherry industry. When you look at cherries, um, one of the bigger production states there is Michigan. And in Michigan, we have seen a, again, a cool, damp spring that tends to slow down fruit crop production there. And so cherries would be one of the markets where I'd be looking for the first signs, if you will of this having an impact in consumer prices. That's very interesting. And also, uh, going away from food, I suppose, um, are companies maybe that produce equipment for farmers, so maybe a John Deere, for example, with farmers maybe not having the <clears throat> funding uh, that they might have expected to come out of this season with, are they sort of worried that uh, the economics might impact them? They are worried about that because, in the, especially in this case, if we do have, and here I'm going to fall back on corn and soybeans again, if we do have a significant amount of land that can't get planted this year, that basically locks those farmers out of at least making income off crops this year. And so you're looking at lowered incomes across a wide swath of U.S. agriculture here, and that means less money to spend on improving that equipment. So yeah, your your John Deere's, your Case IH's, they're watching what's happening here and, you know, preparing themselves for that they know there's going to be certain parts of the country where you're just not going to see the types of machinery sales that we've seen in the past. Interesting. And just going forward, I'll leave it with this. Um, is this being shocked up to just a historically bad season or 
are there really going to be steps made to ensure that you know maybe if this is somewhat of a new norm weather-wise, will there be adjustments made um, or can there be adjustments made to make sure that uh, a normal crop output is still delivered regardless of uh, some severe weather? Well, it's really hard to say that we're going to control to um, get back to that normal output. But I think you are seeing the combination of looking at what standing programs do we have within our federal and, and state governments to help support farmers through weather events like this in order to keep them in the farming business longer term. It's not that we can fix this year's production, but if we can support the farmer to make sure that they try to, again, produce next year to try to get us back to normal, those are the types of systems that we'll look to continue to improve upon. We have them today, but we're always looking to strengthen them for whatever new risks that agriculture might face. Well, it's going to be very interesting to follow. And um, of course, everyone is hoping that we don't have another season quite like this, but we'll be staying uh, tuned into what does happen. Uh, Dr. Chad Hart, thank you so much for joining us. I uh, really enjoyed this conversation, this insight, and I think it's something that a lot of people might not necessarily have a full scope of. So we appreciate your perspective and uh, thank you for joining us. It is my pleasure to be with you. Thank you for the opportunity. This interview is part of the MarketScale Contributor Program. If you'd like to be featured as a contributor on MarketScale.com, please submit content to publications at MarketScale.com or head to our publications pages at MarketScale.com industries to see more.